Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Hi there, folks, and welcome back to WP Tonic Roundtable Show. This is episode 217. We've got a lively and fun panel. We've been having an interesting discussion before the show goes live. Our main subject for this episode is going to be membership plugins and all the types of websites you can build with them. And we're going to be discussing um, some discussion stories that I have found trolled on from the internet that hopefully will entertain you. I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves. As always, ladies first. Let's go with Sally. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? Sally, apparently not. (laughs) No, she doesn't want to introduce herself. Let's go to Kim then. Kim, would you like to introduce yourself? It's one of the remarks that came from Lee. She's had enough. She's off. (laughs) I'd love to. I'm Kim Schimler. I'm a... uh, speaker and WordPress instructor teaching uh, some basics, but predominantly how to build online courses and membership platforms. Well, that sounds good, considering the subject. Um, I'm going to let Lee introduce himself. Would you like to introduce well, yourself? You said ladies first. Sally, did oh, you Sally's back. Sally's all, I didn't know Sally was back. Um, Sally, I never liked not... that I know of. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. We can hear you now, Sally. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, my name is Sally Getch. I am the WP fangirl. Uh, I'm also the organizer of the East Bay WordPress meetup uh, and uh, working on preparing a contributor today. And uh, <coughs> Jonathan has me on the show because I'm opinionated and wind him up a lot. Nice. You don't wind me up that much. It doesn't take much to wind me up anyway. Lee, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I am Lee Jackson. I am the host of WP Innovator, a WordPress podcast for design agencies. And I also work with design agencies in my day job uh, where we create WordPress themes from their designs. So that's us. And I don't know why Jonathan has me on the show, but anyway. Oh, I don't either, but uh, you know, you're, no. you're, you're light. So anything, uh, I, I have anybody on, to be quite truthful. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> does, Dr., does Dr. Evil want to introduce himself? I'm, so, I'm sorry, <laughs> Adam. Sorry, Adam. Okay, know? well, my name is Adam from, actually, I have been called Dr. Evil a couple times, but uh, my name's Adam from WPCrafter.com. I make WordPress tutorial videos. They're all over YouTube. If you search for anything on YouTube, you're going to probably see Dr. Evil's face. Yes, fantastic. Um, Jason, would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Jason Marlowe. I'm a WordPress consultant and uh, marketing pro, and I host a podcast called Lunch Break Marketing, where we talk about marketing and design. Are you nice. wondering, um, Jason, are you wondering what you're getting yourself involved with now? Mm-hmm. No, no, <laughs> I figured that out last week. All oh, right. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's one exposure is probably enough. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I've yes. been binge listening to your podcast, though. I think he can handle it. Yeah, oh, good. I think he can as well. Yeah, yeah I think. So we're going to go on to um, some news stories. Um, I think we're going to start with iThemes. The next big thing for iThemes is coming. Hello Cells, a WordPress plugin and iOS app for WooCommerce. What did you think of this one, Sally? 
Uh, well, uh, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, perhaps I should, because it certainly uh, illuminates uh, their decision to get rid of um, Exchange, their own uh, e-commerce system that they that came out about the same time as WooCommerce, I think, maybe a, a little later, maybe a little earlier, but around that time. Um, and uh, it, it, it gives me the, the impression that, that, you know, they concluded that uh, WooCommerce was not something they were going to compete with, and if you can't beat yeah. them, join them. Yeah, what do you think, Adam? I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I think by default, WooCommerce is a little on the boring side, and um, you know this is going to make it a little prettier. I love dashboards. I think dashboards sell, and uh, getting insight into your s sales. Um, so, you know, if I was them. I I would have done the same move, get rid of this uh, tool that you're not passionate about, you're not excited about, offload that, and then get into something where all the action is, and that's WooCommerce, and that's just where all the action is in the e-commerce space. The action. What do you that's, think, Lee? That's a quote. That's a that's, quote, right? That's uh, a quote. Where the action is. The action. Then, shut up. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but personally, I, I, I'm... I'm excited because I think WooCommerce have gotten lazy, especially when it comes to yeah. things like yeah. decent reporting. Um, it's just good to see someone as big as iThemes doing something because as much as it's just an add-on, I also feel like it might help the guys at, w at WooCommerce, sorry, kind of up their game a little bit as well because they're seeing someone doing something so visually awesome and something that's going to give people from what the sales spiel says, um, more information on what's going on in their shop, which is something that I often struggle to do for clients, you know, just work out what's going on, where are the weak spots, et cetera. So um, the only other thing I did think though, was that if this is, if they carry on with open source, surely WooCommerce can just grab the latest version and go, Ooh, thanks very much. And then uh, make it part of theirs. So that, that was yeah. the other thought that did cross my mind. Yep. It's there. Um, but I totally agree. Um, Jason, um, what did you think of it? Um, because I agree on the reporting side, it's um, there's not been a lot there, is it, to get excitement, is there? Right. So um, when I was first looking at the article, um, just fun fact, I'm dyslexic. So I tend to scroll past text and look for pictures, and then I'll go back and oh, read just the... just uh, where's, where's the pictures? Where's the video? <laughs> and then I'll, where's and the then I'll go back and, uh, and read the copy. But um, i got to say, the dashboard's... I don't use this word often, but I would say that it's lovely. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, awesome. it's, it's a really it nice really looking is. dashboard. Uh, and that's one of the things I'm really interested to see with clients is, uh, you know, because the, because the WooCommerce dashboard isn't lovely. Uh, I'll use the word twice in one podcast, but um, I, this is really nice. And I'm excited to see how customers accept it. Um, Cause I've got a couple that I think I'll try this with, but um yeah, I definitely think that it's a boon for the customer side and, uh, you know, not necessarily my side, but uh, to see how they like it. Yeah, I would worry about that, actually, Jason, about using the same word. I've been noted to use the same word about 18 times in the episode. <laughs> so it does awesome, fantastic, great. But the UX design does look fantastic. Yeah. Just a quick follow-through question for the panel. Have you been quite surprised how long it's been taking to integrate WooCommerce into WordPress.com? I think it's now been over, over a year. It's, it's, am I right in thinking it might have been almost 18 months since they bought WooCommerce and we still haven't seen any, any version on 
wordpress.com. Um, I can't this- remember how long it's been, but I'm not actually surprised at all because <clears throat> WooCommerce is a hella complex plugin, yeah. and WordPress.com is about making things easy for people. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, isn't what, what, also the multi-site an issue? Isn't uh, .com based upon a highly customized version of multi-site? Maybe WooCommerce doesn't play so nice. Uh, I was just thinking maybe mm-hmm. to make it easier, they could buy Hello Sign and then um, use that to make things look better. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll email them, really, Lee. Just, just send them that suggestion. I was sure they're going to make you a consultant straight away, Lee. Hey, hey Matt, look at, look at uh, Hello Sign. That should sort you yeah, out. So I'm, I'm sure he really needs that type of advice, Lee. But but, but, I'm with Sally, by the way. It's, it's a hella complex plugin. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, I, I've been I've been burnt down on that one. I, I just thought it was in flames, but I'm used to it. So um, on to the next story. Um, let's go for the um, atomic uh, automatic license renewals. Twenty months later, from somebody I really admire, Pippin Williamson and his crew. Great coder, great man. Just looks miles too young for his age. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. Well, he, he is still practically an infant. Um, well, I do forget that he started coding and running it, running a successful business probably at the age of twelve. But um, <laughs> well, that, that, it, was, it was when he was an undergraduate, so he was pretty young. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's just, <laughs> disgusting. It's just disgusting. Well, let's get back onto the story, shall we? Um, automatic license renewals. Twenty months later. Um, Anybody want to volunteer to start this off? I, I, I will. I got yeah. some opinions. <laughs> okay, I'll just jump in. So I'll give you guys some time. Organize your thoughts. No, uh, you know, I think there's a problem with the way that um, uh, plugin and theme developers sell the cost of their solution. They just say, okay, this is the cost. And then deep down below in the line item, it says, and that's just for one year support. They should just say it's this per year. It's $99 per year. So they set that expectation on day one. It's just $99 per year. And it should say per year, not that baloney for one year of yeah. uh, updates and support. It should just be per year. And that that's it. Uh, people that are using WordPress for their business, you'll, you'll pay the $99 per year. And that's actually what that's demonstrating. But I was actually a little shocked at how low renewal rates were. I, I, I didn't uh, even consider that renewal rates, even with the automatic renewal, was so low. Just seems a little low to me. But I think if they would just say per year up front, I think uh, they'd all be in a better financial situation. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. What do you think, Kim? What did you think of it? <clears throat> I agree with Adam. I think that's how they should position it. I thought, as usual, Pippin writes very well and, and laid out the numbers very well. I was surprised, too, at how low renewals are. What he didn't mention, and I did wonder with the auto renewals, is <clears throat> what percentage of uh, chargebacks and requests for, for, oops, I didn't mean to renew you got. He didn't talk about any of that. Because I know in the past, sometimes when I've done auto renewal of things, that can become a support headache of people oh i didn't mean to do that and like Mm -hmm. during those renewals we got lots of calls and that type of thing and um i guess if he didn't mention it it's working fine for them but that was one of the the ones that jumped out because i've had to deal with that issue in my own business yep um what did you think lee 
I thought it was an awful lot of words, and I gotta be honest, I only read the headlines because there was too <laughs> many words for me. Well, there was uh, no I shiny got... pictures, was there? You know, there, there was, was no picture. I'm with Jason on the pictures, man. I always look for the yeah. pictures first. Pictures, graphs, no pictures. <laughs> anything that's going to give me a, an idea on what the heck the thing's about. Um, well, I guess I got two thoughts. Number one, I wasn't really 100% sure from the article because I did skim, ha- having just confessed that, um, whether the, the automatic renewals just got turned on automatically or whether these were the first year of people signing up and agreeing to be on an automatic renewal. So I didn't quite understand how that worked. Um, um, and then the uh, kind of following on from that, then obviously same as Adam, I was actually kind of surprised that renewals aren't that high and that's a bit of a worry because you've got websites then that are running out of date plugins, although I guess they're out of date Pippin plugins, so they're probably okay. Um, but also I guess back to the original, if they weren't necessarily, if they didn't originally sign up for an auto renewal, um, I'm just wondering whether the slight increase in auto renewal is just based on the fact of what Kim said, people forgetting and perhaps not even checking their bank statement for six months and then realizing, oh, crap, I paid. I mean, I paid isn't that the point? Years worth. That's the point, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it? It's the point if people signed up. That's, right. that's what I can't work out. Well, it's the I, point I if people signed up it, to it. I think the reason that it took so long from the time they decided to do it until the time it actually got implemented yeah. uh, was partly to explain to people what they were doing. And, oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. You know, give... <clears throat> give everybody fair warning and and so on um it doesn't actually surprise me that renewal rates were very low without auto renewals because i go through this with clients all the time you know there's a little notice saying such and such premium plugin has expired you know you need to renew your license and then i spend about three months badgering the client before they manage to renew the license uh, so, uh, you know, it's not even that, you know, people don't want to pay or don't, there, there's, you know, just a, a, a level of clue that's, um, that's missing. Uh, and, you know, it seems as though, well, with auto renewals, your, you know, your renewal rate increases, your renewal income increases in some cases fairly dramatically, you know, even for a short period of time. And, you know, that's why people advise you to do it. And it can be a pain to be on the receiving end of, of something like that. But most of the things that I have auto renewal set up for do give me warnings, you know, in, in advance and, and sometimes some incentive to, you know, okay, if you know, renew early and get some, you know, fairly modest percent, you know, off. Uh, so I think as, as long as you do it correctly, it's not necessarily a problem to switch out for it. And I think, you know, I'm seeing more plugins where it's listed at, you know, this is your per year price, et cetera. Um, you know, and it's, it's a little more explicit what you're, what you're being charged for and, and how much it's, it's going to be. But uh, again, it, you know, even when you, even when you tell your clients that it, it may go in one ear and, and out the other. Oh, that's right. What, um, to finish off, um, Jason, got any thoughts about this? Um, I gotta say, I mean, I agree with, you know, what, everyone said, but I got to say for me personally, uh, I've been looking at uh, shifting the way that uh, I'm billing customers. So instead of doing that kind of milestone billing where it's like 50 down and then like 20 or 30, and then you finish it up at the end of the project, I've been looking at spreading it out over the course of a couple of years and then getting them to kind of re up for a new uh, design after two years. So I, I got to say this kind of excites me to kind of see if I can tweak that model for my own business uh, for those monthly 
uh, renewals and then, uh, you know, uh, an auto renewal for the whole two year plan at the end of it. So um, I'm trying to see on an agency level, how can I kind of take these um, takeaways and use those for myself? So I kind of find it exciting. Oh, That's, really, that's cool, I, mate. It's, it's, it sounds like the, the car version, isn't it? You know, like when you trade your car in for the better model, every, yeah. but you still continue to pay the payments and then you've got an, inc- an ongoing revenue stream. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about it, it's every two or three years, you're trying to track down and be like, you know what? That website looks so out of date. I should talk to them. <laughs> um, it's almost like they have that expectation up front. We've tried it. We've got about three clients on it right now. It's kind of an easier buy-in because they're only paying the smaller monthly rate over the course mm-hmm. of two years, but it doesn't, it's, it's works for like a small to mid-sized client. Uh, a big size client is not really going to look at that model. They're really going to look past you and say, uh, why are they charging me monthly? You know, I'd rather just pay it and go. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I just it's an experiment at the moment. Um, I just evaluated a contract on that model for a client and it was pretty interesting. Yeah. If you ever want to go into the details of what I saw offline sometime, I'm happy to go through that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Model. It's America, Lee. You know, they don't, that's how they pay for everything. You know, yeah. pay for the car, everything. Uh, um, so there we go. Uh, um, um, the last, I was debating which story to go, for, go with. And um, I've decided to go with the Beaver Builder August update oh, 2.0. Bummer. Fe- fe- <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Beaver Gettysburg. Oh, my. Um, First of all, uh, who wants to start off with this one? Well, first of all, me and Jason are going to now do an offshoot <laughs> podcast all based on that other article about prototyping. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, if we you could do to... a whole episode about prototyping. <laughs> exactly. Honestly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And so that's why I've gone with this August update FEMA. I was, I, was sh- I was shouting at the screen at one point. But anyway, it's right. fine. I'll, yeah. I'll explain why in another podcast. No worries, just throw, throw it in after this. So who wants to start off with this, please? Somebody. Uh, I, I can start. Uh, right. Since I suggested it, I got an email from Beaver Builder uh, yesterday, I think, with this link to the article. And, you know, I've heard people, not to mention any names, Morton, uh, <laughs> talking about how, <laughs> how Gutenberg is, is going, basically going after the page builders. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that this could be making them obsolete. And clearly the people at Beaver Builder have heard people saying things about this, too, because they decided they wanted to address it in the article. Um, And so uh, what they said about it was basically, oh, we think Gutenberg is awesome. This, you know, this is a good thing. We're staying on top of it. you know, we're really excited and supportive of Gutenberg. Our hope is that the project continues to evolve into something Beaver Builder can embrace and extend. We've been collaborating with the core team on the project, and we've been speculating both optimistically and cautiously about you, you inspired, don't you? About uh, <laughs> Gutenberg's potential impact on our business and the WordPress space in general. Um, and I had heard somebody uh, say that that uh, the Gutenberg team had been, you know, kind of consulting with the Beaver Builder. Uh, people uh, in, in a way that makes it surprising that Gutenberg is still full of so much awkward. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think it is, 
a sense of a very smart move on Beaver Builder's part to be, you know, getting it on the ground floor of this and, and looking very early at how this might potentially affect them and how they might need to evolve if they want to continue to have a, a business and a product. <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree. What did you think, Lee? Um, well, I thought from the well-written, uh, because this was nice and short, so I could read this. It was so well-written that oh, I that's think nice. Robbie, so it's got, got nice images as well, isn't it? I, I know. I think Robbie should potentially go on staff for Donald Trump, you know, is just that, to sort Can that, you imagine the press conferences to be much more civilized, <laughs> wouldn't they? Much more civilized. It, it was so you beautifully know, written. You know, it was, like, wasn't it? It was, we're, we're, we're actively par and we're obviously a bit cautious. It was so and, community. It was like, we love one another. Yes, yes, we want to broadcast one another. career in PR that we didn't know about. <laughs> it was perfect. I just loved it. Um, but yeah, I, I personally, I don't see Gutenberg ever catching up, um, either Builder or anything like that. And I'm not even sure Gutenberg is ever going after that. I, th- I, I understood that Gutenberg is really replacing Tiny MCE, which is awful, making well, it easier. It's starting, for, at least. Yeah. Uh, well, making it easier for people to to populate content initially. Anyway, this is my initial understanding. I'm probably wrong. Um, and then you can drag things in, but your CSS in the front end is still what controls the overall look and feel. So that's what I understood they were starting with. Um, oh, uh, uh, um, I, didn't, I did invite him on, but um, I haven't heard anything back. But he normally comes back. But our great Morton Lee, mm-hmm. uh, when he was on the show last, he's, he was adamant that they're gunning for the page builders. They're they're building something that is in the end going to be a page builder if it replaces uh, visual composer then they can go for it <laughs> yeah, i just what? did a project where i rescued something from visual decomposer, uh, decomposer. Funny, enough, funny enough i've been in the same spot last week actually doing the same thing sally it's lovely isn't it uh Rob, what do you think adam well, I was thinking, you know, at the end of the day, so what if they build a page builder, right? There's already, what, like six or seven of them. You know, the ones that are leading the pack are already leading the pack. So what if they make one, right? They make other things that people don't use in WordPress, and we prefer to buy what we prefer to use. So at the end yeah. of the day, you know, I don't think Beaver Builder worried about, you know, their fans, and especially if they have the um, – am I freezing – no, just, just, it's okay. You don't update your computer, you know I'm trying a new router. I think I got to send this thing back. Anyways, no. um, my, my point being, if they listen to Pippin and do the automatic renewal thing, they got nothing to worry about. Exactly. And, you know, if they want world dominance, Dr. Evil, it's, it's difficult, you know, based on your own experience, <laughs> isn't it? I think you froze the game. That was perfect, actually, wasn't it? Good. Uh, Rob, what did you think, Jason? Um, I got to say, as a fairly recent Beaver Builder convert, uh, maybe three months, four months or so, um, I, don't, I don't care to ever use anything else. So Gutenberg can get uh, a billion dollars of capital investment and do amazing things, but I honestly don't care. Um, I, I'm a total sellout and I'm excited because I, I, through reading this article, um, I hadn't heard about Beaver Themer, so I'm excited to, uh, get that and try that out too. So 
Yeah, before I go to Kim, what the other amazing thing is, uh, honestly, I have not met more nicer people than the Beaver Builder crew. They're just unbelievably talented, nice people. It's sickening, actually. Uh, Kim, what's your view on this? Uh, like Jason, I, I'm a Beaver Builder convert. I love it. I love the guys. They've built a tribe a beautiful, you know, people who love them, they're very supportive. So I don't see that it hurts anything for them. I'm not going to say it's not going to hurt some of the other page builders, and that's fine too. But uh, I don't think Beaver has anything to worry about, and especially with the themer. I'm still just playing with the themer and learning it, but that adds a whole another mm-hmm. dimension to the whole story. Mm. Well, we have to do a show just on Beaver Builder and a couple of the other page builders. We might have to do a couple of shows on it. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about it so folks so we've had a great discussion we had some great news stories we're going to go for our break we'll be back in a minute and we're going to be in the second half of the show we're going to be discussing membership plugins membership sites in general what are they it should be an interesting discussion we've got a lively panel so we'll be back in a minute do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back folks we've had our news stories we've had our thoughts on the panel we're going into the main topic which is membership sites who would like to start off the discussion i'll start this one go on um because one of the things i liked with you calling this this meeting and the way you described it jonathan is just a couple about a month ago, we did talk membership sites, very specific, just the restricted content piece. We talked about member press and restrict, restrict content pro. And that when a lot of us think membership, that's the initial thing we think of is hiding our content uh, for, for just specific users. But I love that you brought back on this one as a lot of times, though, when clients approach us with this, they're actually looking at things like, wanting a full online community a la BuddyPress or uh, wanting a, a membership directory, right? Like there, I had one approach me. They wanted to learn to build a membership site. And as we got into the planning document, it was not all at all about restricting content. It was a business directory listing a la for a chamber of commerce kind of thing. So I think that uh, you reaching that out for today to, to add into the discussion is going to make it a little, a little more interesting. Oh, great. I get, I get five stars then, do I? Five stars. Well, there you go. There's like, the only report I ever got with five stars on it. Uh, um, what did you go on? Anybody else want to jump in? I think sh- Sally should start that list uh, on raindrop.io. I love that. Like, I was like, oh my God, I got to follow this list. Uh, yes. So um, I've been collecting, uh, I collect tons and tons of bookmarks of, of, of things, but I had started that collection a, a while ago. And, you know, it, it's the case where I've, you know, I've worked with various nonprofit groups and other, you know, membership organizations where, you know, when people out there in the wild think about membership, they don't necessarily think about what 
you know, WordPress developers think of when they say membership because plugins that do content restriction have been billed as membership plugins, you know, pretty much since they were first created and, and not, you know, not just for WordPress, but for, you know, uh, SaaS products and, and things for that kind of thing where, you know, what you're doing is you're creating a site that people, you know, uh, pay money to be part of and then you know that's a monthly or yearly or, or 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 whatever fee and then those people are members of your site and they can see certain uh, certain content but you know if if you talk to people who don't do web development that's not what they think about they think oh you know i'm a member of this chamber of commerce or i'm a, a member of this uh, you know other organization and and I'm a member of this church, I'm a, you know, and th that it's about, you know, maybe the organization needs to collect dues. Maybe they want to have a, you know, a directory of members. Maybe they want to have um, an environment in which members can communicate with each other uh, or create profiles. And, you know, we did a Chamber of Commerce site where people could sign up to pay their dues and they could register for different kinds of events. And I remember we had to put a calculation in the gravity forms uh, for the for the membership dues because they prorated the dues depending on when in the in the year you joined. Uh, and then there were also profiles that did things like list, hey, uh, you know, they had a, a map for your location and your social links and a description and and post-to-post uh, -post relationships for like if you had events or ads or or something else on the. Uh, on the site uh, and in in some cases people just want to have a you know they, they're they're handling all the like how you pay for your membership and and whatever offline but they want to be able to just show a directory of 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 who's there um, or you know they they might want as as Kim said like really to create their own kind of a social network and so it's just very important when somebody comes to you talking about membership that you sit down with them and say what do you mean by membership? Tell me, you know, what do you want your website to do? Who are your mm -hmm. members? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? What's, uh, uh, what's involved here? Because, yeah. you know, restricting content to members may or may not be, be part of, of what they're after. It's great. What did, um, Lee, uh, because you've got the whole other bit, Lee, haven't you, around um, membership, but also the, the increase in element. LMS built um, plugins like Lifter. Um, so a lot of people, how do you deal with that conversation? Do they are they just looking for restricting some content, or are they looking for some LMS system? How do you deal with that? Lee? Well, I got to admit, I mean, the word membership site, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. And Kim, amazing, well, actually both both uh, Sally and Kim uh, hitting the nail on the head. I've always, I've always got confused because I've always thought a membership site is essentially the minute you add the ability for someone to register, mm -hmm. it's a membership site. So it's not about the plugin to do that because WordPress in its own right is a membership site. It allows people to register and you can have a free account and you can comment. It's almost like a social media platform in its own right. It's a, it's a membership system. So I, I kind of, when a client comes to me and says, we need a membership site, I don't even... I kind of discard what they've said anyway. Um, and we go straight into the discovery process where we're actually, we actually need to find out, uh, you know, are we taking payment to access some hidden content? Is this going to be, um, you know, an LMS like you said, and therefore are we going to build something from scratch or are we going to use a third party plugin, et cetera? So all of that's done through the, um, 
uh, done through. I mean, I guess, I guess it's a bit like when someone says to you, um, I need an email server. This is a good old analogy uh, back in, um, uh, in the IT days. And they'd say, oh, we really need an email server. If you just ask them a few questions, what you'll eventually find out is all they need is an email address. Um, and, and I, I, I well, really... They, they, obviously, like, they, need a, they need a server then, don't they, Lee? You know? Microsoft needs an email server. They need <laughs> hotmail.com. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can, you can literally... You, you don't need to sell your client uh, an email server. You can you can help them sign up to a free email account if you really want to. That's a really bad example now. I would never advocate that, but you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, so so really, the minute people start to talk about membership sites, membership sites look so different in every single way. You can build one with WooCommerce. You can build one with Gravity Forms and the Stripe add-on, uh, and and you can build one with advan- uh, advanced custom fields if you want, and one snippet of code uh, in a function file for a certain post type. There are so many ways you can restrict hide or create membership sites um, that I just ignore the phrase membership site and go straight to what is it you want to do and we create the user story, the user journey and then we suggest the solutions based on that. So, Yes! Come on out! Come on! You may take out WordPress but you'll never take out freedom! Alright, okay, I'll stop now. Alright, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that's just off coffee, guys. I know, that's just off coffee. Whiskey. It's not even on the hard stuff. God help us. You probably stopped because you've, you've been on holidays, so you're probably not taking your normal drugs anyway, are you? you know? uh, no, obviously not. <laughs> no, you're not. I, um, are you but, suggesting Lee is off his meds? Yeah, I don't know. I'll be he is right. completely suggesting that. I did not know how to react. I am planning my revenge. All right, all right. Yeah, please do. Um, but I totally agree with you. Um, so what I think you're saying, Lee, is it's such a broad term that it's almost semi-meaningless, isn't it? People say yes. it, because, but without some investigation, it literally could mean anything, couldn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. well, you actually got to go back a little bit. A lot of what plugins we see today were actually initially driven by internet, the needs of internet marketers. So in 2009 and 10, WordPress was really embraced by internet marketers and they needed a way to protect their videos they were selling, to protect their software they were selling or their content they were selling. And so membership plugins came out. And so fast forward seven years, everyone thinks, oh, I need a membership plugin. But that's because they don't realize there's better tools for everything that they needed a membership plugin for in the past, right? You didn't have easy digital download or your software. You didn't, you didn't have uh, an e-commerce platform to, to get a reoccurring sale of something. Uh, so now, and, and you didn't have learning management systems to facilitate having an online course. So seven years ago, you needed a membership plugin. It just came out, the whole concept. Now there's better tools for everything. I think someone, and I'll take this responsibility, I need to make a kind of a survey on my website where it's, do you need a membership plugin? And then ask people the questions. And then at the end, you say, no, you just need a Hotmail email address. You don't need an email server. Exactly, exactly. But got, um, before I go on to Jason, I just want to say, Adam, is uh, first of all, don't get a new um, um, a new bit of hardware and plug it in before you come on the show. But but seriously, <laughs> your uh, your um, series of videos about Lifter um, are just fantastic because I'm using it for a personal project and um, 
uh, introduction to Lifter and your membership. Um, jo- uh, Adam's got a great series of videos on Crafter, um, WP Crafter, about building a membership sh- site, and he uses Lifter. And I wanted an introduction into that. And also, the page builder that he's using is not one that I've used that extensively. I'm a really a beaver builder guy um so i thought i would kill two stones um two birds with one stone and um i really enjoyed the series adam really um i'll give you a real thumbs up for producing such high quality there thank you i appreciate that and it's all free yeah it's amazing the amount of work you put in and it's free the series um thanks thanks so much um jason what are your thoughts about it um, well, obviously I agree with Lee. So, um, instead of just parroting back what he says, I'll just add on. I mean, when I hear somebody that says membership site, so I just had a client come to me a few months ago and, uh, they wanted to build an online community and we're, we're working on it of, uh, of people who enjoy crocheting and he's got like what? Sorry. Crocheting. Cro- crocheting. Yeah. It's God. actually it's it's actually a massive community. It's a huge. I, I do it all the time, Jason. I, I'm always at it. <laughs> are you doing it? Are you doing it right now? I'm doing it right now. Actually, okay, doesn't okay. it show? <laughs> yeah, but regardless of what the community is, um, when I when he said that, I'm like, okay, well, all that tells me is that I, he's he's looking for like a tier two or tier three product, right? So he's not looking for just a static site that's like for vanity that he's just going to have a couple things out there. He might have a blog that he updates twice a year. Right. So all that tells me is that, okay, they're looking for something else. And it turns out, you know, he's wants, he wants gated content. He wants, you know, people to be able to sign up and to do, you know, push email. And uh, so we're working with, um, uh, gosh, learn that, uh, not learn dash. Yeah. Learn dash. Yeah. So we're, we're working with LMS um, to really expand on that. So, um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's, there's not really one way to kind of pigeonhole what a membership site is. Um, so, and I'll, I'll just say, I'll just throw this in there. Um, when I, whenever I'm looking at starting a membership style project, um, I go to, you know, my guru, which is uh, Chris Lima, um, who I just, I love all his stuff on memberships. He breaks everything down. He explains so well. He's very, very thorough. So uh, that's all. They're only small. They're only small articles, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but, no, no. but he doesn't yeah, really he have a lot of images. How can you do it? Because he doesn't. You, not enough video and shiny balls, really, though, is there? <laughs> yeah, no. But he, 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 he's very thorough, and uh, he's, he's, he's great. He's a great resource, and he, I think he blogs like every day. Uh, <laughs> so I really got to hand it to him for that. So. Yeah, uh, he's always been he's always been able to put me in my spl- place actually quite quite easily actually. Um, I'll throw in just one more, yeah. Jonathan, though, on the because it ties in with Jason. The the one place that I would say a true membership plugin can still extend extend your platform if you're if you're doing an, a community is, for example, using using Learn Dash. I use Learn Dash, love it, uh, mm-hmm. but a lot of times I I pair it with MemberPress because it gives me more options for the community because there's certain types of content. If we're just going to look at content and content delivery that is delivered better on resource pages, et cetera, that are gated as opposed to in the LMS, which is technically set up for a step-by-step process. 
So when I combine the two, I get the best a lot of times and throw in either a bulletin board system or even a buddy press if you have to, if you want more interaction, it gives more of a full community platform if that's what I'm looking to build. That's a great a question I was going to put to you, Kim, is that a few episodes ago on the, w, on the Wednesday show that I do, um, we had Dave Kiss from WP Lunchbox, and he does a whole membership LMS that's really around video. Have you heard of it, and have you at all looked at it or used it at all? I have not used it, so I no. will be off of, after this call, I'll be looking it up. Yeah, it sounds, I had a quick look at it, and um, hopefully we're going to have um, Dave um, join us for next week's discussion. Um, he's a great guy. Because um, I'll just put it out to the panel, is that something also that comes up quite regularly? When they say people say membership, what they're really talking about is a video, a series of video, um, which they want to protect so many of the videos. Is that really a very, the most common kind of membership while they're looking for a membership site? I'm going to start with Lee. He looks really bored. I'm sorry, Lee, for that question. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, going to wake up there. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I was covid I was covid totally like WordPress also. All right. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. Uh, the, the most common, well, the most common membership style site, if we're going to use that phrase, um, is uh, it's protecting, it's not necessarily video. The most common, it's just protecting some form of content so that people can access that content. So it's usually a mix of video, uh, text, or a bunch of downloads that people want to hide. So that's why you know we'll use easy digital downloads quite a lot um, with yeah. their restrict content because that's pretty damn easy. But yeah, so most cases, it's it tends to be some sort of online content that uh, people have paid a yearly subscription to access. Um, saying that, I've literally just built three membership systems in a row and all three were a chain of videos so there's me saying that and then i've literally just built three membership sites for three online brands uh, and they all just did video courses um so yeah maybe i need to reevaluate but yeah for the last the last uh, four years at least of building those sorts of sites it's always just been a range of content behind some sort of paywall um until the last three months so I think I need a broad, that was a bit, uh, I'm trying to get a feel for this, and I think that was too, slightly too focused a question really on reflection, in, but you handled it really well, Lee. And I've chased Thank off you. Adam, he's, he's, he's changing his router right now, actually, you didn't have to do that, hopefully he's going to come back. Uh, um, I'm, I'm sure he'll be back. Um, you know, I'm building a, a site right now for a client who's doing a, a video course, but what she said to me was that she wanted to do a video course. I mean, she knew what she was creating was a course. Um, and, uh, you know, she leaves all of the technical definition of how that gets implemented uh, up to me, basically. I, you know, ask her some questions about what we need, what she needs, and then say, okay, we, you know, we're coming back, you know, I'm coming back with this solution. We need to buy these plugins. Um, and uh, so I, I think if you are teaching a course you know it but your restricted content if you want people to pay to access your stuff may include video audio text pdf downloads and any number of of things and so you know that as as kim says you know the, the thing about courseware is it's set up to take you step by step through a process and also you know an lms has uh, tools in it for things like, you know, quizzes and uh, submitting assignments and other kinds of things that specifically go along with 
uh, with teaching, which if, if the content that you want to restrict is, is not set up like that, you know, the, an LMS is going to have features that are, are not useful uh, for your client. And I, I try not to, you know, add more code than is actually necessary for a particular project. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I think a better, better question, and I, I, I'm going to ask this from Kim to start off with Kim, is, um, you know, you, you got people, a lot of people is, it's a form of education that they're offering some insight, either they're offering a, a training around a specific product, or, you know, it's training and educational based, isn't it? Most membership sites are there. When, when, is when should they decide to go to a LMS? Where, where is there a particular if they come for a consultation? And I think it's a question I can then broaden it out to all the panel is when when does a they really have to really look at a, a LMS or can they just do it by just using a high quality membership plugin? Can you give some insight into that, actual Kim? Well, in my onboarding with people, I do exactly like you're saying, Lee, like, what is it they're really looking for? Are they looking to build community? Are they looking for networking? Or like, and when it comes to the LMS piece, are they looking to build a class, a class where they're going to have, just like Sally was saying, right. step by step, you learn this, you go to the next, you go to the next, and quizzes, et cetera. And that's when I say, okay, at that point, we need an LMS. Oh, now, right. Are we going to have additional content? So when you, some of you have heard me speak on building a full learning platform. The LMS is like when you go to college and you go to the class and those resource pages and other adjunct extra contents, like when you go to the library to do your research, it's not step by step, but it's still private. It's what you're selling to people. It's not what you're putting out straight to the public. So that's kind of where... I look at their needs and we decide what, which, what do they need. And then out of all those plugins, which one's going to be the best for them? Is Lifter LMS the best? It's great at certain things. But if you want one with more functionality, maybe not quite as easy to get used to at first, but more functionality, I'm probably going to send you to LearnDash because it is the most comprehensive and continues to be building out as the most comprehensive. So, and like, for example, they just added a new video feature. If you're doing just the video courses where you can just kind of watch the video and at the end of the video, it'll go ahead and advance you as opposed to even having to uh, go through the lesson, click next, click next, et cetera. If you, if you want to set that up as an option. Yeah, I, I didn't really, because basically I was influenced, um, because I'm Chris and Mark, part of Lifter, they're such great guys, and they gave me a free license. They're extremely generous and gave me a free license. Um, so I didn't look at the other major players when I was when I'm been building out my own. Um, it's just kind of influenced because I, I know Chris. I've been on his podcast. Go go to Lifter, and you'll be able to see me what extensively waffling in their latest episode. Uh, um, but they're a bit like the Beaver crew. Um, they're such really nice people. Um, so I was kind of influenced like that. So Lee, um, 
I'm probably wafting here, but can you give any insights? Is it really to the discovery process where, you, where, where with the client, you get to a point where you know they're actually looking um, for uh, LMS functionality? It, it's got to the stage through your discussion that it becomes obvious. Is that really just the key to it, really, this pre-discovery yeah. process? You got to have you got to have the discovery process because otherwise we'll end up um, making a massive assumption, um, installing some random membership plugin, and then when they're like, oh, yeah, well, we want them to be able to hit continue and see the progress of through the course. I'm like, well, sorry, I'm just using Restrict Content Pro. We don't have that. No one told me that at the beginning. It's kind of my fault and also their fault for not really telling it. You got to do the due diligence, otherwise it's just a nightmare. And I learned the hard way. I think most of us web developers probably learned the hard way because uh, we think plugins will solve the problems uh, of the code that we don't have the time to build. Uh, and then we realize we've totally suggested the wrong plugin. So yeah, without discovery, you're not doing yourself uh, or your client any justice um, and you're just creating a huge issue. Um, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the key point I want to get across in this part of the show is that the plug, um, what... Kim has been talking about and also Lee and the other members where you where you're going to provide course um, work um, additional um, PDFs um, you might have um, actual tests you're not going to get that kind of functionality from a membership plugin so if you're um, either a developer or you're somebody that's looking to build this um, and that's the kind of functionality you really um, you've got to really talk to a developer and or look at uh at lms and its core functionality um in a lot of detail would you agree with that um jason and what's your been experience of that pre-discovery process um for the sake of not parroting back uh what well uh, it doesn't ever stops me <laughs> jason it not, not at all uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, I feel like this, my discovery process is the same way. Um, and as I said before, it's really just sitting down, uh, seeing what they need because the, the term membership is really just irrelevant. Um, I did have a, I did have a thought, um, not to dodge the question because I just, I kind of, I don't want to just say I agree and then move on, but, uh, <laughs> I, I had a thought like, is there, is there a plugin that you guys have used? that is um uh that you would not recommend like it it bloats the site it doesn't you know it it, it has flaws um that's that's something that i was thinking about the other day um like what should i just not even go down that path to begin with oh thank the, you for that because i've been struggling here jason that, can, you, that, can you take over one. actually <laughs> can you actually yeah. take over because okay, i'm okay. bloody struggling here uh, um, yeah, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean to take over. I just no, like, please do. Right through my head. So. Uh, that's a great question. Answering yeah. as po politicians dream, answering a question with a question. Sorry, Sally, carry on. Uh, right. So a, a couple of things. Um, I dealt with one client once that um, was using Confusionsoft, and uh, <laughs> so they wanted a they wanted a <clears throat> you know membership plugin that would work with that, and there weren't very many of them, and the documentation was terrible, and the implementation was like grotesque. Um, and so, yeah, not going there again, um, had a site where basically they insisted on using S2 member cause it was free. Um, but it's kind of clunky and not that, uh, yeah, not that user, you know, nonprofit organization. That's loaded. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and 
you know, we managed to do everything that, that we set out to do, but it, it didn't necessarily make it make it easier. And, you know, when I see in, in groups of developers, people say, all right, what's your, you know, what's your favorite membership solution? It, everybody always either says, you know, member press or, you know, WooCommerce membership. Uh, so if I were building a site that was like strictly content restriction, I think I would look, you know, those two places or, or maybe at Restrict Content Pro. Uh, there are some things that I've tested out. They're sort of like, it's like, you don't want to get into BuddyPress unless number one, you're a BuddyPress expert. And yes. number two, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the client really needs like a whole social network and understands like the amount of maintenance and, and stuff mm -hmm. that, that's going into it. And, and honestly, you know, I think we also need to go back to that discovery process. And if they're looking at, you know, membership in the sense of restricted content, because they think it's a get rich quick scheme, it's like, okay, do you have content that's unique enough that people are going to be willing to pay for it to get it from you versus looking for it somewhere else for free? And do you have a large enough, you know, group of people who are potential members, a big email list, a lot of, you know, where Hey, you know, you think enough of them are, are going to convert to to paying for this, uh, and it will work. And if you know, if your answers to those questions are yes, then you know, go ahead on. I mean, you know, not that long ago, actually, you know, it's probably two years now, but I have no sense of time. I'm old, uh, and uh, but um, Shridhar Katakam converted his uh, Genesis tutorial website to a, a membership site, so there a lot of content is now only available to people who are. Uh, paying for it and he's got some free stuff out there now he had spent years publishing tons of free tutorials and established the value of his content uh, before he did this and there were still people who bitched uh, but it's been successful enough for him and I'm one of those people who pays for it every month because I had used a bunch of his his tutorials to like solve client problems and make money from them that was a no-brainer to pay for um, you know that he actually like hardly has to do any client work anymore. He makes enough money off the, uh, off the membership. But in a lot of cases, people think, oh, this is good. You know, they have no planning. They, they have no idea about, you know, or they, they just sort of like think people are magically going to show up and give them money and then it doesn't work. And then they bitch at you, the developer, because it's not working. Uh, and that's the question, Sally, for whatever it is, whether it's online course, membership, et cetera. Do you have an audience? Have you established yourself with an audience that will pay for this? Or are you willing to sit it out and build that audience, which could take years? You know, some people spent years building their audience before they actually pull the trigger on something like this that then they charge for. Yeah, um, a question I've got for Lee is that the last time I did a review of, of membership plugins, and I think it was over, over a year or 18 months ago, a written um, post is that i was just gobsmacked at the amount of membership plugins that are available in the wordpress area um i don't know how they all make a living or um you know the two that i got a lot of experience with is paid membership pro and member press but are what are the ones that you you know that you would recommend for the client are there any that you've had any kind of experience where you're not so keen on or not? Are you prepared to name them, Lee? I've had experience of member mouse uh, on behalf of a client who wanted to use it. 
And despite my misgivings, it will, the documentation was pretty good. I could hook in, I could create custom code. It wasn't terrible. So that's not me saying it's amazing. I'm just saying it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, but uh, to be honest, I rarely use any membership plugin um, because most membership sites can be built with one simple function um, to restrict a certain type of content to someone who's logged in. And then we usually use something like Gravity Forms and a payment processor yeah. to take the subscription and we can check the database easily with that same function to ensure that that pay subscription is still active to still allow that person who's logged in using a WordPress login uh, to allow them access to that content. So we rarely use a membership plugin. And to be honest, if you can avoid using a membership plugin, I would probably suggest that if all you need to do is take payment and, uh, and restrict a certain type of content, it's pretty damn easy to do it in WordPress without investing uh, tons of money in one of those uh, membership systems. I think the only time that it is useful is when you really want to get down into the nitty gritty of reporting. And especially when you get into LMS, you want to see how far people are getting into a course. You want to see how much of a video is being watched um, and you know whether you need to change your content to help people get through the course. That's where these big hefty um, membership systems I think are the most valuable. Otherwise, you in my experience, you tend not to need them unless you need that kind of reportability. Do you do um, multiple tiers of membership that way? Yeah, you can do multiple tiers of membership as well. And it's just a few lines. Again, it's a few lines in a function and we would always create a membership role. So if you've signed up uh, for one membership, you'll get assigned that membership role. Uh, if you upgrade, we can switch the membership role. And then on the functions, we're just detecting, are you logged in? What's your role? Okay, you've allowed access to this section or we'll show you this menu now. Um, and with Beaver Thema, wow, boom. Um, yeah, you can I'm, really also, I'm really impressed. Like. Yeah. Well, with Beaver Thema, you can do that as well. So no longer do we even have to code anymore if we don't want to. We can actually use Beaver Thema to show the menus and the pages we want to just by selecting those roles. So simple gravity forms or some sort of payment processor, you know, formidable forms, uh, Caldera uh, forms, amazing. All of them have some sort of integration with some good payment processes. You can even use uh, WooCommerce if you really want to, but why have all the bloat? So, um, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's very rare I would ever recommend going down the line of a membership plugin. And then if you do, find the one that's going to work out why you need a membership plugin. And it's usually reporting. So go ahead and find the one that's got the best reporting. And, and I wouldn't say member mouse has got great reporting. So I wouldn't recommend it for that. No, that, that's really yeah. thanks. Thanks for that. I think that's fine. Sorry. Um, that's my preach over. No, no, it's great. It's, it's something to really think about because, it, it, you know, a lot of these membership plugins are enormous. You know, mm. they're, they're a bit of a beast, most of them. So if you are going to use one, you really should really, really think about it because um, they're not the most like of coding, um, to say the least. Um, Adam, you're back. Uh, um, so, you know, you, you've done a lot of videos about membership plugins. You've got any insight to the listener about how they choose the right one and what are some of the ones that you've you've liked, and are, are you prepared to say the ones that you haven't liked so much? Yeah, actually, I think we might have talked about this um, in that episode maybe two months ago. Some of the best ones are really. Adam, it all merges into a stream in my brain, actually. 
It does. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, to kind of piggyback off the last bit of what I heard Lee saying, a lot of times you think you need a plugin, but when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, you really don't need it. And you also might not even want it because it adds so much additional like learning curve. So now you've got to pay attention to five things, but now it's 10 things and all these little things can go wrong. And you know, what is causing the problem? So the least amount of complexity you add to your or your client's website is really a smart thing. Uh, but definitely the most reliable membership plugins are going to be uh, the most expensive ones, which is Member Press and Restrict Content Pro. At least Restrict Content Pro, we know you're going to get that auto automatic renewal because that was part of our new story. Um, uh, but at least they have a version where you don't get that because you can buy a lifetime copy. Um, maybe Jonathan can put some links uh, in the show notes to Restrict Content Pro and to uh, Member Press because those are definitely the ones you want to stick to. And you want to stick, you want to get away from anything that's like over four years old, you know, like wish list, member Remember, uh, no, skip that one. And, and a lot of the free ones, you're going to want to skip those uh, as well. Um, and to also piggyback what um, Lee was saying, I think we should contact Robbie at Beaver Builder. Wouldn't it be nice to have um, uh, rows that are viewable based upon your, uh, your WordPress role? So if you did create uh, several tiers as WordPress roles, uh, to have content be uh, visible based upon the role that they are in a real visual, easy way. It already ha that already exists in Beaver Thema, and you can also do it in Beaver Builder itself uh, on on certain rows as well. I think even without Beaver Thema. Boom. Well, maybe that could be your next Vita uh, video. <laughs> Show us how to do Thank that, you brother. For the commitment, I will do it. No problem. Yes. <laughs> do you guys know what the Vita is? Uh, it's probably all over the place. That's make a video every single day in this month. No, um, I live in a hole. Um, I've got enough on my plate keeping all the oh. everything I'm keeping going. Uh, um, I think it's been a great panel um, show. I think we covered a load of stuff. I'm going to let the panel um, tell you how you can find them and learn some more about them. I'm going to start off with Sally. How can people find more about you, Sally? WPFangirl.com. I am at Sally Getch on Twitter. The meetup is eastbaywp.com. And if you can spell my name, you will find me. I'm unique in Google. Yeah, unique in many ways. Uh, um, so, Kim, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kim Shivler or online at whitegloveWebtraining.com or howtobuildanonlinecourse.com. Oh, that's great. How can people find you, Jason? Uh, well, if you Google me, you can find my terribly unoptimized page. So I'm at the bottom of the homepage for Jason Marlowe. Um, I think last time I looked, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jason Marlowe. That's Marlowe with an E on the end. And, uh, you can find me on the lunch break marketing podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's a great podcast. I would highly suggest you. you go and listen mm -hmm. to it, folks. Um, Lee, how can people find you? Obviously you're in witness protection, but you know, I'll be a little bit hard, but how can they find you, Lee? Oh, I'm afraid I can't give that. I'll have to kill you if I tell you, but, um, otherwise, <laughs> your ears, Jonathan, and you can find me on WPinnovator.com because that'll redirect you to wherever I am at that time. <laughs> WPInnovator.com. Uh, yeah. And also type in WP Innovator into iTunes. Come on, listen to that as well. It's a great yeah, podcast. It's a great I podcast. hear the host is awesome. 
Great podcast. <laughs> I don't and know. Also, I've heard mixed reviews. No, no, no. Uh, great <laughs> podcast. Tell me radio. Radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me finish with you folks. Uh, right. uh, you, also, Lee runs a really fantastic Facebook group, which you should join. Um, a great uh, group of people on his Facebook group, and um, you find some really interesting discussions there. Um, Adam, how can people find you? Uh, WPCrafter.com or go to YouTube.com slash WPCrafter. That's where all the action really is. I'd love it if you go check out my videos, like and subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. And I've got to say, it's just amazing content, folks. Um, over 200 videos of really high quality. And if you're a beginner in WordPress, I would go straight over there and you learn loads. Um, <laughs> it's but it's fighting his guy he's uh, diamond ring there uh um, so um how you can get a hold of me quite easy folks um you can find me on twitter at jonathan denwood you can find um me commenting on the wp tonic facebook page or you can email me um jonathan at wp tonic.com i do answer all my email if you've got a question please leave a review on itunes um i've also um got announcement to make um john Locke, my great co-host for personal and for business reasons is going to have to cut back his involvement he will be coming on the friday show but as my wednesday co-host he um, won't be doing that anymore he just couldn't cope with me anymore folks um but i've got some great news kim shivler has agreed to parent me and control my anti-social behavior haven't you kim i have yeah god <laughs> bless her little heart she doesn't know what she's agreed to she oh i know what i've agreed you'll get the kitty hiss if, uh, <laughs> if you're doing anything wrong. set the kitties on me um she will be uh, my official co-host from next week um we've got um we're trying to line up some fantastic guests and she'll be helping me on the friday show and of course um um john will be involved in um the friday shows as well so he's not disappearing he's just having to cut back a bit on all this podcasting lark so um, we'll see you next week for another wp tonic round table show we'll see you next week folks bye thanks for listening to wp tonic the podcast that gives you a spoonful of wordpress medicine twice a week